0: so we talked for like an hour about the show for this week yep
1: it was a great conversation it was amazing
0: so one of the best ones we've ever had touched on a lot of important subjects yep and you guys will never hear it nope and
1: why is that maddie because my computer just ate it just ate the heck out of it my computer shut down saved nothing Nothing was recovered. Nothing was in any of the temp files.
0: I woke up so early You woke up
1: so early for this, and I am so sorry. I was like, wow,
0: we did it. So difficult. Our lives are
1: so hard. But you know, we have those memories, and that's what really matters. no one else does. It's very special to us. It's very special to the two of us. And also... Brings us
0: closer as sisters.
1: I think probably having a massive technological failure on the one that is right before you officially move here and we could just record together in the same room, that was bound to happen. yeah, it's amazing. At least we got this one. That this hasn't happened to us before now. Yeah, especially with how bad we are at computers. But we loved this show. It was really really good.
0: This week we watched a show called Shadow Raiders. It is a 1998 Canadian computer animated show. And it's super good. Yeah. <laughs> oh no,
1: we're so tired now. So, we recorded- We're so tired that we're not going to be able to do it justice. But it's such a good show. It's such a good show.
0: By the way, welcome to This Sister Time Podcast, the show about shows time forgot.
1: So this show is based on a line of toys. So the toys came first, show came second. You smash planets together until one of the planets breaks, which seems appropriate since it's called War Planets Shadow Raiders-
0: Wow, the show bears no resemblance to that game. The toys you play with the game. Wait, the game you play with the... Shit, oh my god.
1: (laughs) Tell us us a little bit about what this show is about.
0: When the solar system comes under threat by the world-eating beast planet, four warring planets, fire, ice, rock, and bone, must put aside their conflicts and unite to save all their worlds, or suffer total annihilation.
1: Now, honestly, I was not expecting bone.
0: Yeah, Fire, ice,
1: wind, rock, air, something. Yeah. Yeah. But then it was like, no, you know what? Let's go straight up metal, you know, heavy metal, and go like, there's no, it's bone. Bone is the thing. And the bone. bone planet, we talked a bit about the bone planet because it's fucking strange. Like, we don't really understand. So, the idea of Shadow Raiders is that all of these planets have something that the other planet needs. We hypothesize, Abby and I, that at one point they co-evolved that all of these different species that live on these different planets must have been in the same place at some point for one thing they have a mutually intelligible language which seems weird um like all of them speak the same language and
0: barely have different accents yeah and uh also the fact that all of the planets for one thing they have a giant engine in the middle which sorry that's a spoiler for the end of season one there's a giant engine in each of the planets and they can fly around which uh, is you
1: know just like so like
0: They're clearly constructed planets, and they each have a very specific theme. Somebody must have, like, built all of these planets, right? Yeah. To kind of create a, perhaps, utopian society full of people who trade equally, and Mm -hmm. each planet has a different thing, and they each help each other out. But it doesn't quite work that way. We are clearly at the end of any era of utopia civilization yeah. where people just because they like hate each other
1: post-civilization breakdown basically yeah
0: so like all of the planets are in disagreement they hate each other they need stuff from the other ones so they just go steal it yeah. and then they hate each other for stealing and then they fight and they war all the time they're just warring planets
1: it's a little bit of deja vu honestly for what we've got going on right now in the world. Um, Bunch which, of nationalist scum. Honestly, it feels a little bit like this is a glimpse of the distant future, maybe not so uh. distant future, where everybody becomes so entrenched in their own nasty little worlds that we literally build planets so that we can leave and create our own societies. <laughs> that doesn't seem like it's too far off necessarily.
0: Well, that's a grim outlook, I suppose.
1: Honestly, we'll all of my outlooks then. are, you know, pretty grim.
0: <laughs> that's what happens with us. We sure do love a grim outlook on life. We sure do love to be miserable and sad.
1: That's like the Sister Time podcast motto is a grim outlook. So but we got yeah, some yeah. characters. Some interesting
0: folks. Because, like, not only is the world building really great on the show, but the character interactions are also super good. We yeah. We built that out. And each of the characters has depth. It's except just... for our fucking main character, Braveheart from the Rock Planet. Henry Roxman, Whatever this guy is. Yeah. He is, is your everyday rock guy. He's a miner. And he just wants to be a humble miner. I'm not a soldier. But he finds himself the leader of the uh, alliance of the worlds for some reason. Yeah. I guess he's charismatic
1: or something? I guess it's that, honestly, honestly, you know why it is? It's because there was some kind of boardroom meeting where they all sat down and they were like, okay, we need somebody who's kind of human. We need somebody who's like, maybe he's made of rocks, but he's like mostly a human guy and just like a regular human the rock guy. guy's...
0: They just got human faces that are carved out of rock, I guess, and it looks dumb. Yeah.
1: I mean, the th- thing is I'm sure that the original incarnation of whatever show or game or toy or whatever, they were like, let's make them more exciting and interesting, and it's like somebody in the boardroom was like, fuck no. Like we need something that looks human or else no kid is going to want to play with this cuz they need like everybody else to be the bad guy and then like one human-looking guy to be the good guy. Nah. Dumb. Hate <laughs> it. Anyway, yeah,
0: he's just the worst. But I guess he's kind of not your usual rock person, and maybe that's why people like him so much. Because he also has a friend named Jade who's with him. And she's way good at fighting, and she is super hard-headed and stubborn. And also, um, interestingly,
1: it has a Jamaican accent for a reason that we can't quite figure out. It's like all of the planets seem to be basically golf ball sized and have a certain, like, limited number of actual creatures on them so it's not like there are other countries it's like they're all like one nation planet it doesn't really make sense that anyone has accents but that's fine that's fine whatever
0: i mean i guess different sections of some cities in some places like britain
1: or whatever guess maybe there yeah, are Yeah, they, they have, have different accents, accents that, that are different neighborhoods. Different. yeah like boston has like a boston accent and then there's just like mid-atlantic which most people speak normal <laughs> most people do not go around being like hey kid you go into quincy yeah i i can't do a boston accident at all park the car in the harvard yard park the car pa- you can't park a car in harvard yard is the thing there's no there's no parking spaces so i don't really understand where that came from like harvard yard is is the the quad Well,
0: maybe it's that you shouldn't. But then it's like we're rebels. We're We're Bostonians. Bostonians. We'll we'll park
1: a car wherever wherever we want. Want
0: we'll throw tea anywhere. We don't give a shit anymore.
1: Tea every on the streets. You got
0: some tea? We're gonna throw it. Tea's on
1: on the roof. Tea's everywhere. We put that there. Yep. Rebellion. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Okay. Do you want a little aside? This is bonus material from the last time. Also, I didn't say any of this stuff in the last time. This is all brand new. Yeah, we left the script for this we've, one. We've abandoned it. So we're running this prom- promotion at my work. We're running on the website this thing that's like, 4th of July sale, you know. We got this irate completely angry email like the angriest email i think we've ever gotten from a veteran who was like completely pissed that we called it the fourth of july instead of independence day he was like it's independence day it's important that people remember that and you're disrespecting the history of this nation by calling it the fourth of july so we looked it up we've called it the fourth of july since like 1820 like it is not in oh, any shit. way new <laughs> and i i just ah and, but people get mad about so many he sent us like Easily two single-spaced pages worth of irate rant. There is another lady who was really pissed because we made fun of clowns, I guess? Like, we made fun of clowns uh, in an ad for, like, a balloon dog garden steak or something. She was not only incredibly pissed that we had made fun of clowns, she was like, clowning is a noble profession. Oh my god. And people are so cynical these days and no one lets children have any joy and now children are afraid of clowns because everyone says they should be afraid of clowns and it's like, I don't think children are afraid of clowns because people tell them to be. I think people, children are afraid of clowns because clowns legitimately are very scary. She also was like, and the balloon dog wasn't even made correctly, so. And so that's I, a clown. Right, and I was like, uh wow, we really, I I guess I'm sorry, Oof. but I'm also like, definitely not sorry but it just goes to show this show actually a lot is about people who are just mad without thinking who are like yeah. we're mad we don't want to agree we don't want to collaborate or cooperate and this this show you is a little, a little warning about what happens to you basically the beast who are like the bad guys yeah, are the white walkers planet. and also global warming <laughs> and also any other kind of horrible monster that's like the external force that means you guys had better get along and cooperate right quick or else everything is going into the shitter a huge, unstoppable planet is coming to eat all of your
0: planets. Yep. And it can blow things up from across the solar system. Yep.
1: And plus, the beasts are, like, easily one of the scariest villains we've encountered in a kid's show thus far. Oh, I
0: love them. The moment I saw them, I was like, oh my gosh!" They're basically, yes.
1: like, jello molds with skulls in them.
0: And the skulls sometimes, like, it's interesting, because sometimes they'll vibrate or flicker if yeah. they're upset. So cool. And the, so we have, like, Lamprey, who is, like, a sexy woman one.
1: Oh, God. All Don't of the women are show. ridiculously attractive and basically naked-looking. Uh, yeah, they're naked.
0: All of them are naked. For like, there's this one called Tecla, who is the last surviving creature from Planet Tech. She's a robot. Why does and she have And her dad, we see her dad, and he's got a big metal robe on, but, of course, his daughter is totally naked, and, like, her metal form shifts, like, human flesh, but it's really shiny. She's just a sex robot.
1: She's just sex a sex... Robot. She's clearly a sex robot, actually. That's kind of alarming. I don't know. She got titty for days. But she's not alone. It's not just her. It's also, like, the warden of the prison planet is inexplicably yeah. a very sexy lady with like, no we clothes. We didn't
0: actually see that episode, but her name is Joelia, and she's just, like, a male fantasy succubus.
1: She's the worst. And so it's kind of weird that these basically... I don't know. Okay, so are we are we body shaming or something a little bit by being, like, no, these it's sexy just- women shouldn't be on a kids' show.
0: Well, it's not that they're inappropriate for kids. It's that it's just gross to do that, to, to just have, like, yeah. all of your women be one shape and have that shape be one particular thing that's just, yeah. like, so exaggeratedly sexy. And
1: you know this was confusing to some, like, teen boys and girls watching this being, like, having feelings. <laughs> and Yeah, like, yeah. And like, this is definitely one of those to... shows...
0: Where you have the feelings about these female characters, for sure. Like, I'm sure there's a bunch of weirdo porn out there for this stuff. Especially Tecla.
1: Like, yeah, I'm sure there's... I don't even want to Google it, because I'm sure it's just... It's there. But but then, of course, the insectoid peoples from the ice planet, which is like, okay, bugs, ice planet, I guess that works. Um, I'll allow it. uh, Yeah, I don't know. I guess there are bugs in Antarctica, maybe? I don't know. Now, hold on.
0: Well, I mean, there aren't (laughs) bugs in Antarctica, but... Uh, Some bugs can evolve to have, you know, like, extremophile stuff. And then, like, the people of Planet Fire also kind of are insectoid in some ways. They've got, like, crab legs growing out of the side of their faces. Uh So I feel like they probably came from a closer common ancestor than the others, and they just evolved to be a different extreme environment. Anyway, that's my for funsies
1: Okay. Time. Okay. But then, I thought uh,
0: about this show a lot, guys. I don't guys. think
1: anything explains the bone planet people who are just, like, no. really gross.
0: <laughs> also, we don't know what they export.
1: <laughs> yeah, we were unable to figure out what it is that, because it's verified that, like, space pirates have been stealing resources from their planet, but we're, like, very unclear on what that resource is, because, okay, so they're the bone planet, and there are legitimately giant, like, bones sticking up out of the ground, but we don't see any living animals, that are that besides size? like this,
0: so I feel like maybe it's just that they grow that way because they also have stuff like ships that are organic ships that like yeah. breathe biotech. And have, all of the tunnels are like super
1: gross slimy throats. Yeah, it's weird. And there are tongues everywhere for doors. Like all of the doors are tongues. And when the emperor of the Bone Planet makes his first appearance, he's definitely coming out of some kind of sphincter. The, yeah, it definitely. Was, like, all of the doors disgusting. are sphincters. Yeah everything on that planet seems to be alive, it's very confusing that they call it the bone planet. And and so I guess bone must see, be the thing that they get from the planet, but it's unclear what they're making out of it on the other planets or why they need it yeah. so desperately.
0: You never see anything on the other planets that looks like bone. No. There's a flaw in this show. <laughs> in this uh, there needs show to be more shopping. influence from the bone planet in the aesthetics of the rest of the planets. Yeah.
1: Brendan, Ugh. was. as I was watching this, I was like, what was I saying? Oh yeah, I was talking about how they had a mutual language, and I was like, that's a little bit weird. And he was like, you're holding this Children's show to like high fantasy standards, real sci-fi, hard sci-fi rules. When it's really not that, but the thing is, I think it aspires to that at least a little bit. I think it's pushing it the does. boundary.
0: It takes itself seriously, yeah. and so you take it seriously as a result. So the
1: first thing now, that I thought of, if it were a was, lesser
0: show, we would have torn it down. But it's not a lesser show. It's got a lot going on. Yeah, it can form weird theories. It like has
1: this. high goals, and it I think it you know it pushes the boundary. Sometimes it fails, but sometimes it's very successful. It actually made me think of Dune almost immediately. Abby thinks I'm wrong about this, but I'm so right about this.
0: I guess. Uh, sure. So we had, oh, the other villains. So we have, like, Lamprey. Then we've got Block, who's, like, the big strong guy who's like, I'm gonna kill stuff. And then there's Void, who never speaks and is just giant. Yeah it's great he's, he's like twice the size the other ones and then they just like turn to him for all the decisions and it's like it's up to you void as always and he just like nods in agreement with whoever he agrees with oh it's so cool and they all serve the beast planet who i guess is like some kind of creature all on its own the beast and they just kind planet? of yeah the beast planet it seems like it like does stuff on its own
1: i feel like oh do you feel like all of these planets are actually giant space stations i mean i guess they, they are move. like they kind of are they are yeah so, that's so kind there's of space station. so yeah so it's basically like if everyone who supported donald trump built a giant yeah. space station and propelled themselves out into the stratosphere to like
0: and only took one resource with each of them right and then it eventually grew to hate each other <laughs> <laughs> which would miss ne- that would happen it would happen absolutely we got some other folks. So the actual ruler of Planet Rock, who is not Henry Roxman or Jade, is called Lord Mantle, and he never leaves his throne, because he is an immovable stone. Not literally, he's just a dick.
1: <laughs> so
0: he's just, like, so hard-headed, which apparently is a rock person thing. Never even basically joins the alliance until the end, and then he's like, I don't want to be here, and then tries to take it apart from within, I think. Oh, man. But then Jade somehow manages to be the new ruler of the planet, so oh. that's awesome. Yeah, Thank God, she's so much better. Succession
1: is something that they don't deal with super well.
0: The ruler of the bone planet is called Emperor Femur, and he is the slimiest little dude. She's He's so like disgusted. this horrible little amphibious reptile we also creature. We discussed
1: in the last one a little bit about how he might actually be a kind of uncomfortable racial stereotype of, like, a mix of, like, Italian and Jewish stereotypes from New York. Yeah, yeah, like, he's
0: kind of the goblin character, and he only ever, um, his alliance is kind of with whoever has the better deal, Yeah, he's that kind of person.
1: He's supposed to, I think they're going for Mafia Don, but they end up landing in some kind of ugly in-between zone.
0: Yeah, a lot of people do Jewish stereotypes without knowing what they are. It's just kind of like, yeah, this is like a Brooklyn person. They love money, they look like goblins. Oh. So. I hope we won't keep doing it, but we still do all the time, so that's
1: unfortunate. There's no hope for mankind.
0: Yeah. He has this little, like, I guess, assistant named Pelvis, who is always trying to murder him. And it seems like it's because then he will be emperor, so I guess that's how that succession works. <laughs> just you, like, kick out the former one. And later on, we find out Femur had a brother called Sternum, who it looks like Shrek if he was handsome.
1: If you're just like make
0: him handsome, but not actually handsome, like you messed it up real he's bad. He's pretty much handsome you're just like, Squidward. Yeah, he's like handsome Squidward from Spongebob, he has four you know that? Chins. Where it's just like,
1: ooh That's too many chins.
0: And like kissy lips, and it's like get those off that guy. <laughs> I don't want to think about kissing this horrible handsome Squidward. Anyway, so I guess he kinda of just kicked him off the planet. Like Femur kicked Sternum off the planet and then was like, Me, it's I'm the Emperor and now Pelvis is like, oh, I wanna be the Emperor. But Freebird knows, so <laughs> Like, he's always poisoning food for Emperor Femur. And then Femur's like, put anything extra in that, my friend? Maybe you should try it first. And it's clear that he knows what's going on. At one point, uh, the ruler of the fire planet is in their medical bin and is like, you have more poisons and, like, anti-poisons than I knew existed. And he was like, yeah, you never know what's going to be in your food as he stares at Pelvis
1: <laughs> pointedly.
0: And Pelvis is just like, uh...
1: You were a big fan of the Fire Planet.
0: I was the Fire Planet. Prince Pyrus is the ruler of Planet Fire, and I uh, drew a fan art of Prince
1: Pyrus. (laughs) I love this little dude.
0: He's uh, a really young prince. His dad clearly died pretty recently, and uh, he's just so innocent and wants to do a good job for his people and his planet, and he's so noble. He's got, like, a shitty vizier, sort of shitty. He has a redemption arc, which is amazing, and I loved it, and I may have shed a single tear. His vizier is, like, super distrustful of everyone because his vizier is older. Whereas he is younger and hasn't seen, like, the horrible wars and all of the disagreements that the planets have had in the past. So when the Alliance comes, he's immediately like, well, let's hear them out. Let's see what they have to say. And then vizier is like, no, no, you can't. These people are shitty. Trust me, I know. And he's like, no, no, no. I want to give this a chance. I want to hear what they have to say about this horrible planet that's going to come and kill all of us. Thanks to him, everybody is okay, sort of. Except the fire planet gets eaten by the beast planet. So, they weren't okay. Oh,
1: God. But uh, you said they evacuated uh... most of them.
0: Yeah, and it's so cool, because Prince Pyrrhus is just like, I want to wait until all my people are safe. So he, like, stays on the planet a really long time, and then, like, Aww. has this really touching moment where he stands in the palace and just, like, stares at and It's like a thousand generations oh. have lived and died in these halls. And it's like, oh, God, this little 14-year-old kid, this poor dude. But his vizier in that same episode has seen how much the other people in this alliance actually care about everything. Because he hasn't really been around for most of it and he's been so distrustful the whole time, but this time he's just like, I get it now. And so he uses the engine in the middle of the planet to try to fly the planet which is already too slow and was gonna be eaten by the Beast Planet regardless, into the beast planet to
1: try to blow it up. It successful? doesn't work it do- of it, it was does. not
0: successful. Oh my god. He sacrificed him and his planet for nothing. Oh my god. But hey, he died a hero's death. And it was amazing.
1: Yeah. I feel like I would show this to my kids. Yeah, I feel like, definitely. But then they would, like, grow up to read China Mieville. And I would feel weird about that, I think. Not that I don't like China Mieville. I'm fine with him. But it is a little bit challenging sometimes. (laughs) Is that the guy who wrote Dune? No, he wrote, um, uh, Embassy Town read that. Oh, never heard of that. You should read it. You would like it, actually, I think. It's like hard right. sci-fi, but like very, very hard to the point of basically mm. being incomprehensible. <laughs> oh, no. Thank but like you. good, interesting. You should read it. Read it. Uh, that's I our book like... club. Hey, Sister Time podcast book club. Everybody <laughs> has to read Embassy Town or at least tweet oh, about please. how much they love Embassy Town.
0: I only read books for children. So, uh there's another planet I really like and another ruler that I super duper like uh-huh. named King Cryos of Planet Ice. We were also talking about how possibly on some of these planets the names are actually just the title of the ruler. Yeah. Like Kryos and Pyrus. It can't just be like I
1: think we're probably looking too far into that, but because like I'm sure like the writers of the series didn't necessarily think this far, but they were like, Come on, like who on the ice planet gets to be called Kryos? Who on the fire planet gets to be called Pyros? Like or whatever his name is. What is it? Pyrus. Pyrus. Yeah. These are clearly names that are like family names of like the royal family, or maybe like titles that get passed on to whoever's ruling. You know who gets to be yeah. King Mantle, like are the 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 name Lord of Mantle, Mantle on the rock yeah. planet. Yeah.
0: But King Cryos is so cool. He's clearly the real leader of the alliance, except he's not like I don't know as good at keeping people together, because he's not very charismatic or something. He's, like,
1: not... Yeah, I don't know, it's weird. He's not, like, a New World kind of ruler, I guess, is the idea. Yeah, he's kind of old-fashioned, I guess. He's not, like, the, I'd have a beer with this guy. He's just a regular Joe kind of ruler. He's, like, the, no, seriously, though, ruling is very, very hard, and this is going to be difficult for everyone.
0: And I take it very seriously, to the point that at one point, he went to go rescue his daughter, who, by the way, rescued herself. Mm -hmm. I love that chick. She does not take cages for an answer. So uh at one point he goes to save her instead of helping out with the alliance to save his own people. And then when he comes back from saving her, he's just like, Hey guys, um I know what I did was not super great. Um king should care for his people and should always defend his people no matter what and shouldn't have hang ups. So I step down as your ruler and he just like and like announced somebody else was king and everyone's like No Which apparently had no effect on the actual series though. Yeah. Yeah, later on, they're like, "Never mind your king again." And also, he kept being part of the alliance. It wasn't just like, "I'm going to go retire and be part of the army or anything." Instead, he was just like, uh, "Yeah, I'm still the you know person who works in the alliance." Yeah. So, but hey, I love him. He's like this weird insectoid person, and he's a good dad and very humble.
1: Oh, you make him sound so great. I drew fan
0: art of him too. Oh,
1: that's awesome! I can't wait to see your fan art. It's you, good. You know what I really admire about this show is that okay, compare and contrast, if you will with moon dreamers the other show that we watched that started as toys so the moon dreamers show clearly did not have a lot of like care put into its writing and world building because like it only existed as a vehicle for continuing to market the toys to children but this show it's like somebody was like oh hey you know like These toys, like, they're actually pretty interesting. Let's really dig in and create a world that is, by itself, without the toys, completely, like, engaging and interesting. It's like, you know what it is? It's just, Canadians, what's in the water up there? How do you guys (laughs) do this every time? You just always pull it back. You're always like, yes, we are going to create this uh, awesome, excellent show. It's going to be for children, but adults will actually enjoy watching it.
0: Thank you, Canada. It's like somebody took the toys and were like, you know what? I want to write some cool fan fiction about these guys. Yeah, exactly. And then wrote some cool-ass fan fiction about these guys.
1: Yeah. Too early to do highs and lows? Highs and lows?
0: What else was there that uh, we talked yeah, about last what else time? we talk about? Game of Thrones. Shit. I don't want to talk about Game of Thrones.
1: Oh, but Game of Thrones is so great.
0: I don't want to talk about
1: oh, it. Oh, fine. I can talk about my plans oh. a little bit. Do you want to hear about them?
0: No. Uh-huh. So when I was, like, searching on Google, I found, like, a roleplay website from, I don't know, GeoCities era or something. I mean, not that I even know what GeoCities era means. <laughs> I just kind of, like, take that term from people who are older than me, and I'm like, yeah, I know what that means. It means a bad website where it looks like this, right?
1: And I'm pretty sure... the little sparkle kind of gifs and, like, a hot pink background with teal lettering.
0: Yeah, yeah, one of those. Yeah. And, like, a space background, maybe? Because yep. it's in space? Yep. It was like that. And they have, like, a bunch of horrible images from the show that they kind of smashed in there.
1: When you say role-playing but, uh, website, are people, like, doing, um, like, are they doing weird little scenarios or something? Are they, like, they, like pretend? They have a scenario
0: where it's the time after the end of the second season where there's an era of peace, but then there's something else maybe that's gonna be a problem.
1: What is it? But
0: really it's just that people want, I don't know, the Beast Planet's coming back? Who knows? because the the only thing that they did in the end of the second season to end the series was they teleported the beast planet away really far.
1: That doesn't seem like it would so, stop them necessarily.
0: No, the beast planet is kind of unstoppable. Huh. And yeah, like even they hit it with all that they st- like they had five battle moons. Uh-huh. And they tried to hit it with like all five battle moons, which could destroy anything in a single shot, but they could not even put a dent in the beast planet. Okay. So like they're all doomed.
1: So they may have teleported See, it far I think- away, but it'll be back. I feel like the
0: beast planet is, like, some kind of a virus, almost, in this system that somebody may have designed, like, the other planets, but this one is because this person feels that they made a mistake and has to delete the system. Ooh. And that's what this is. And that's why it's so, like, ruthless and unstoppable. So,
1: you're hypothesizing a greater power in this universe.
0: Absolutely. I mean, each planet could not survive on their own.
1: Right. But, so you're not saying, like, okay, so these civilizations before this built these planets megatherium huh. style because i was sort of picturing like earlier civilizations have set this in motion yeah. but it, there's no like master pulling the strings or anything
0: that would make sense yeah i like that better <laughs> but then the beast planet no yeah. the beast planet could easily just be something that somebody built as a weapon like the battle moons like right they like, then just kind of like had
1: super soldier uh, style experiments or something
0: yeah and it could just be that it's not even um like ai or anything it just has a program that is like delete planet <laughs> and then it just keeps doing that over and over again.
1: Right. Or maybe there's some so it kind just came of from... like balance that it's trying to hit or something. Maybe,
0: but it seems to kind of just do it indiscriminately. And all of the like creatures that live there, which I guess is just those three things and they keep making a bunch of droids are just evil.
1: Are there really only like three actual living creatures?
0: I don't know. I mean, they seem to kind of also be made out of void.
1: Right. It really should be the
0: void planet.
1: It's like they're not real people. Yeah, they are actually kind of the void planet. I think it's also kind of global warming.
0: Yeah, I feel that a lot. Where it's just a bunch of people don't believe it's even coming until it's right in front of their face. And they're like, well, it's not that bad. Mm. So we don't have to do anything about it. Because all the planets, especially Lord Mantle, who barely yeah. ever does anything in this whole show because he's such a shit, yeah. is just like, no, it's fine. We'll be fine.
1: Yeah. Or they, like, don't believe we it. We can hold our They, own. like, don't actually believe in the thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Until it's right in front of their face. Like, uh, the vizier on the fire planet was just like, no, no, we can totally take it until it comes into their solar system and is approaching their planet specifically. And even right. then, he's like, it's not even our fault that this isn't being defeated it's all their fault for being so shitty at the alliance. Oh my god! Why aren't they protecting us, even though I've been resisting them the whole time?
1: Oh, oh, Why don't then. the
0: scientists just fix
1: oh. the system?
0: Why don't they just fix the ecosystem? They must not. It must not be a problem. So
1: otherwise, someone would be stopping me. Ha! Huh. Oh, depressed. Oh. All right, so great. Uh, happy thing. What's a what's a happy thing, Abby?
0: Let's do highs and lows. Yeah, let's the same do ha- highs. Start start with Maddie. What's your high?
1: Okay, so my high. Uh, is the is probably the world building like the high is definitely like that it is an entrancing little universe that they've built and it's very interesting and engaging. Probably my low is like the lady bodies I think, <sighs> not loving that. Just having to having to stare at fake boobs, not my favorite thing in the world. How about you, Abby? My high
0: is ah, oh, jeez, <laughs> it's a lot. Oh, I didn't even talk about the uh, uh between Emperor Femur and like Prince Pyrus. They have like a cute little thing cuz everybody hates Emperor Femur so much. I mean, he's horrible, he's gross. slimy, awful. Every time he sees a woman, he's all all the shit that all he says. He to, just like he touches them. This is a children's show. Yeah, yeah he touches them. Like yeah. the first time he meets Jade, he just puts his arm around her
1: ass. And the innuendo is like straight up it's not innuendo, actually. It's just, be- he's like, yeah, hey, no. do you want to take a ride, if you know what I'm saying? And it's like, um, this is a children's show, sir.
0: Do you even have a dick? I don't know what you have. I don't even know don't what he's you got. Just he's
1: just a little weird. Fertilized eggs person. in Ugh. the
0: water. Ew. Don't you just jack off over some eggs? Ew. Gross. <laughs> anyway, the whole time I was just like, pelvis, just kill him just stab him. (laughs) Kill him. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, but uh, Prince Pyrus, though, is kind of like, this guy, he's funny. I think he's super funny, because he's like 14 and doesn't get it, and doesn't know that this guy's a huge fucker, and that's why everybody hates him. So he's kind of, like, friendly with him, and Femur actually kind of takes advantage of it at some points, and it's just like, this kid, I'm gonna take him under my wing. He's gonna be weird with me. But then, Prince Pyrus actually has a pretty good moral compass, so he's like, I think that thing you just did was bad?
1: Yeah. He likes the so right things about it. Femur, but he doesn't like the weird... Like, he likes Femur's, yeah. like, style of leadership or whatever, but he doesn't like a lot of the gross So he
0: seems like the kind of leader who would let all of his people starve as he feasts. So, Ugh. who knows?
1: <laughs> no, he seems anyway. like the kind of leader who would be on board for, like, just everybody having a fun party together.
0: It's Maybe. true. He does like that, especially if there's hot women at the party, apparently. Yeah. Unfortunately. He's sort of Roman-seeming, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. A very hedonist... Yeah. fella. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I liked that relationship a lot. Uh-huh. I feel like, you know, they really needed something to keep Femur in the alliance besides just we need him. Yeah. So they kind of gave him this character that he would actually listen to sometimes. And a character who would actually care if he left or abandoned them, whereas everyone else was just like, who cares? Let's just let that planet die or whatever. Yeah. He's made his mistakes. Then Pyrus was like, no, don't do that. He's nice. Oh. Sorta, of in some ways. So yeah, there must I be really some reason. I yeah. But I also loved King Kryos and his wonderful daughter who was so amazing at things. Also I ship his daughter and uh Pyrus. Even though I know they're like both cishet and young and whenever that happens it's just like ah these two they're going to get married one day. <sighs> but I think it's cute cuz she's ice and he's fire and she's a weird insectoid creature and he maybe will grow up to be a weird insectoid creature cuz <laughs> right now he kind of looks like a dude, like a little dude. Yeah. But we were uh, talking all actually rest of his people, like
1: in the other in the podcast that got destroyed we were talking about like what if there were on this planet like another species that like evolved beside us but wasn't the same species as us at all there would definitely be like weird relationships where all you can really do is hold hands because you know if they're sentient like so we have like monkeys and stuff and dolphins and whatever but like those aren't exactly the same if we had something that was like we were talking about the film enemy mine which we figured out eventually that the actor in it is Dennis Quaid. It took us a long time. After
0: naming, like, three different guys. Yeah, we were like, is
1: it Patrick Swayze? Is it Kurt Russell? And then we were like, no. I swore it was Kurt Russell. Well, the thing is, I always forget when it's Dennis Quaid. I always forget Dennis Quaid. Who remembers Dennis Quaid? No one.
0: Who is that guy? I don't even know. Anyway, Enemy Mine is about two guys... Who fall in love and have sex and then a baby?
1: Well, <laughs> it's about <laughs> an alien and a human who get trapped in a cave together and hate each other in the beginning, but then grow to like have a brothership and then sort of like a quote baby. unquote
0: brothership. Yeah,
1: and then like the one of them gets pregnant out of the blue. Well, it's
0: because they—I um, think that's what happens when they're about to die. Right? Is yeah, they, they like have clone a themselves. Baby.
1: And yeah. so they make a baby, and then like Dennis Quaid has to take care of the baby, and it becomes this baby because the guy dies. Yeah, because the guy. It's great.
0: Die. I love it. He's such a cute dad, and he cares so much about his beautiful alien son.
1: Oh, yeah, like this but is... yeah, he and that
0: guy totally made out. Yeah, basically.
1: I hope. Um, this this whole show is kind of like if Enemy Mine were like you know five more cultures and way more complicated.
0: Anyway, so yeah, Pyrus and
1: oh god, what is her name? It's, uh... Um, I can't remember her name. She always just called herself well, Princess. So.
0: Yeah, she's the princess, yeah. but she's also a princess who, if she gets kidnapped, will just leave the jail cell and be like, yeah. bye. She's like,
1: um, I'm, excuse me, I don't know if you knew that I was royalty, so bye.
0: <laughs> yeah. She's so confident. Yeah. Maddie was talking about, on the other podcast that was deleted, <laughs> about how um, when she was a kid, she might have actually hated this character. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, you kind of grow up thinking a woman should not be confident, and if they are, they're kind of annoying to yeah, you. Yeah,
1: like, I think she, I would have thought of her as being, like, a bossy character, which was supposed to be not good. I hate that. I hate that, like, in my past, as a kid, I was encouraged to be, like, demure demur and agreeable and, like, not too feisty or whatever. And if you were feisty, then you were, like, annoying and bothersome. I wish I had been exposed to more characters like this growing up. I think maybe that would have helped. Maybe I would... And maybe. You know. It also
0: doesn't help that on shows sometimes, like if a female character, especially a young one, is kind of like bossy, then she's a bully right. and, and she gets hate like her.
1: comeuppance for it at some point. Every time she
0: gets comeuppance, every time. But
1: with this character, she doesn't. So maybe this would have worked. It would have been like, no, confidence actually does work, and you should be confident, and you shouldn't just always grovel and pretend like and self-deprecate and pretend like you're the worst.
0: And also, it's not just like bravado because a lot of the times, also if it's a bossy female character, she's bossy and then she's not actually good at anything. Yeah. Whereas she. Can do like smoke bombs in two seconds. Yeah, She's like, oh, I just stole some like technology and I made a smoke bomb and now we're saved.
1: So. She's pretty awesome. So yeah, that's your high. What's your low? Did you have a low?
0: Uh, also, my highs. Um, no, never mind. <laughs> that's all. Yeah, sorry. I really love everything in yeah, the show. You can, and that's you why can my high have, like, is just three highs
1: everything. max.
0: <laughs> uh fine. Okay. <laughs> my low is Henry Rocksmith. Henry Rocksmith. Get right out of here. His name was Graveheart. I don't care. Rock His was Henry Rocksmith to me. It's me, I'm the Rockman. Rockman. I come from the planet Rock, I'm just your average Joe, and and I have nothing going for me. My voice is bad, my body is stupid, I'm clearly some kind of power fantasy, as well as just being
1: a nice person, I guess. But but I guess he's supposed to be a natural leader, I think, which is what we're supposed to to glean from one of the very opening scenes, which is that, so he's just like a minor like everybody else, but... (laughs) they, yeah, exactly. He says that, like, 10,000 times an episode. But they're, like, standing around getting ready to mine, and the leader of the group, like, the actual, like, guy who's supposed to be in charge, tries to get them to do something, and instead of listening to him, they all, like, turn to rock hudson or whatever his name is and are like hey like what do you think and he's like yeah let's do it and then the guy's like hey who's in charge here and he's like hey don't look at me like they just you know they just love to be led by me i guess which is not so i'm just a
0: guy you want to have a beer with i guess like so. you said earlier <laughs> thank you for listening to us talk about this show that we liked a lot we did I we hope liked it entertaining so for people i guess i recommend be. this show I hope so. Thank you for
1: listening. Steph. Sorry, you can't hear the first amazing... Well, I feel like we did a pretty good job of, of touching all of our, our bases. Indeed. We did We did all right. Okay, cool. And you
0: didn't have to hear us get the actor wrong a million times for who's in it in who's new So, <laughs> yeah. and You then... didn't have to scream at your computer over and Oh my over, god, it's, it's Dennis Quaid. Quaid. <laughs> it's Dennis Quaid. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> so you didn't have to suffer through that. Yeah. You're welcome.
1: What are we going to watch next time? Uh, something. Something. Let's
0: figure that out yeah later. we'll figure it uh, out
1: soon at some point point. and in the meantime hey what
0: if you have suggestions for shows you yeah. can send them to sister time podcast at gmail.com
1: Woo. thank you so much to abby's patreon supporters you don't know how much of a huge immense massive difference you make in abby's ability to eat and live and Absolutely. buy creepy skulls so for much, her. Creepy
0: skull collection. Very important. I'm going to expand that skull collection when I move to
1: Boston. That's you shouldn't say things like "I'm going to expand my skull collection." That sounds like you're going to murder people to me personally. Well Like, especially if you say it, it like this, like like steeple your fingers and say, "Like, I'm going to expand my skull collection."
0: Hehe. <laughs> I'll work on that. I feel like I should really um, you should work
1: on that. Lean into your villainous
0: side. Yeah, I mean. it's what I was destined to be, right? Yep, yeah, yeah.
1: All right, folks. Thanks. And then the next time you hear us, we'll be in the same room. Ah.
0: Thank God. I'm so excited. Also, I'm scared for my move. That's happening very soon, Woo. I'm afraid. I'm excited. I've got, like, two days. I
1: can't wait. Oh, shit, I just spilled water.
0: <sighs> okay.